0: Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 304 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. If you've been listening to this show for any length of time and you're kind of familiar with my more in-depth mental side of the game episodes, and it's just not for you, then you definitely want to skip this episode. Today, we're going to be talking about the secret to tennis happiness. Definitely going to be taking a deep dive into psychology, mindfulness, motivation, perspective, all kinds of things revolving around whether or not the pursuit of tennis is making you happy, or unhappy. And this is a topic that's really near and dear to my heart simply because I've really been on both sides of this equation of being unbelievably happy and fulfilled and grateful to be on the tennis courts. And I've also been in a place of being completely disappointed and dejected with myself and frust- utterly frustrated to the point where I've I've given up competing. And so, it's always kind of been a pet project of mine to figure out how to articulate the path forward to really being completely fulfilled in the game of tennis, and and loving every moment of it. And this, I think, is going to be my best effort there. I hope I hope this really resonates with you. As I was driving to work today, I suddenly kind of pictured in my mind this this image of a really simple illustration. I want you to picture as you're listening right now, just a straight long line right in front of you from left to right. And all the way on the right side of that line, all the way on the far right side is representative of the greatest tennis player of all time. Whoever whoever that is for you, doesn't matter which era, whatever. It's just the expression of like as good as it gets as as much as you can possibly master tennis and at the highest level you could possibly perform that's what the far right side of this line is all the way on the far right side all the way on the left side is complete first time beginner this is it represents the very first time walking onto a tennis court picking up a racket and trying to hit a tennis ball so it goes over the net and into the into the court on the other side absolute first time beginner all of us view ourselves somewhere on that line. We, we have our, pers- our perception and our awareness of where we believe we, we stack up against the players around us and how those players stack up against the rest of the players in our region, in our state, and in the world, in tennis at large. And some of us have a healthy view of ourselves and where we fit on that continuum and others are on a completely different planet and completely out of touch with reality. And that is a is a big reason why there's a lot of frustration in tennis. And that's just part of it. And we're going to get more into that in a second. But first I just want you to really clearly picture that that line, that continuum right in front of you and maybe kind of pick out a spot between the far left side and the far right side of kind of where you where you think you fall. into the grand scheme of things and it's not like a right or wrong kind of thing just just for the sake of illustration and to kind of picture what we're going to be talking about moving forward so picture your dot on that on that timeline and i want you to picture arrows pushing that dot to the left and to the right there's kind of experiences that we have that alter our view and our perception of ourselves and where we are in that line. And some some of those experiences push our dot to the right, and some of our experiences push that dot to the left. Right arrows pointing us forward on the line towards the greatest of all time, all the way on the far end of that right side of the line in our own mind. Could be a, a big match win, maybe even against somebody that we never expected to beat. Or it could be a feeling of a new forehand that feels totally smooth and effortless. And you just have that moment of saying to yourself, wow, so that I never knew it could feel that good and that that smooth and that effortless. Or it could be that your rating goes up or your your ranking goes up or you get moved to that that higher team that you wanted to be on. Somewhere or another there's a positive experience where you, you say to yourself, Wow, I'm really climbing the ladder. I'm really making progress. I'm accomplishing things. And you really kind of in your own mind, you view yourself marching down that line to the right, f- closer to the greatest of all time, which is, of of course, like the far, far biggest expression of the greatest tennis ever. But you, you get the idea. In the grand scheme of things, you're advancing. You're, you're making progress. But then there's also experiences that kind of are at odds with those uh, those. Progress experiences where it's an arrow pushing, a force pushing our dot to the left on that continuum. And it changes our perception of where we are in a a kind of a negative way, more towards the beginner side of things. And that could be losing to somebody worse, which I'm putting in air quotes, by the way. You lose to a player who you really thought was not anywhere close to the same skill level as you. Uh, Or maybe for the very first time, you see yourself on video, you see yourself hit a serve. You've maybe been playing tennis for years or even decades. And for the first time you see your serve on video, and you just say, how could that possibly be? How is it possible that that's me on that video? Uh, I, I, My picture in my own head was completely different from that. We hear that all the time when we have students come and work with us in person. Or maybe it's an experience getting exposed to a player who's many levels above you. And you get completely dominated and blown out of the water. And all the shots that you hit that... In before that match, you you felt like, wow, that's a good forehand. Wow, that's a bad. Uh, that's a great backhand that I just hit. That's a great serve I just hit. They're taking those best shots that you have and just cramming them down your throat. And you realize that, wow, I'm not, I'm not nearly as good of a player as I thought I was compared to this person. I, I I must not be nearly as far along in my development as I actually thought. And so those are all experiences where we think to ourselves, maybe. Maybe I'm just not where I thought I was. And this, for a lot of players, is the root of a lot of anger and frustration. And I've experienced this as well. And I've had a couple of big arrows in both directions throughout my my playing career. And the, the first one that comes to mind for me as far as a positive experience, or a rightward arrow, was the experience of, for the first time, being on the courts with my coach And I grew up only taking lessons from one coach my entire junior career. Never took lessons from anybody else. And a big reason why was I just looked up to him so much. He and I connected so strongly. And he was just the epitome to me of what a great coach and mentor was. And besides that, he just had an effortless, smooth, fluid, efficient way of of moving and hitting, and I very much looked up to him aesthetically as well. And he was just kind of a you know a hero to me, both in terms of tennis and and for many other reasons as well. And so the day I, I'll never ever forget, I can I can literally close my eyes and just be back in that moment after he and I played a competitive game against each other, and for the very first time. I beat him when I knew he was trying hard not to lose and I knew that he wanted to keep me from beating him but I beat him anyway and I'll never forget the feeling of like just being kind of like stunned and going over and sitting down on the bench at the side of the court and just like staring forward like holy crap like what just happened it's not something that as a as a adolescent I ever would have planned to do is to kind of beat my my role model and so that day, I took a big jump forward to the right in my own mind of like, wow, I've made way more progress than I ever probably could have dreamed possible. This is incredible. And I was super grateful to be in that moment. Now, on the other side of things, I've, I've had multiple big left arrows as well, big forces pushing my perception back to the left. And the biggest one for me, I think, in my career was... After completing college tennis, which I was really proud to make my college team, I got a, a national doubles ranking, and I, I improved a lot just when I was in college. And I, I left college feeling really good about what I accomplished relative to my own ability and you know the shortcomings I had physically, and and also you know I'm just I'm not the best athlete ever, and uh, you know my parents didn't have a lot of money for lessons, so there was a lot of things that I felt like you know what given what I had to work with, I was really proud of, of how I did. And I left college thinking, you you know what, had I started at five instead of 11, and and my parents had a lot of money instead of not very much money, you know what, I probably could have made it, you know, I I did really well uh, using what I had at my disposal. I bet I could have gone pro if, if everything, if all the cards, you know, if all the stars aligned, and uh, I was dealt a slightly different cards. I bet I could have gone pro. Then I heard about my teammates who every attribute that you could have as a tennis player. That's a positive thing. He had more of it than me. He was, he was bigger. He was stronger, uh, but just as fast, just as quick, uh, much better coordination, uh, much more strength and stability, could hit every shot bigger and harder than me with more spin. You know, he was just kind of the full package athletically and incredible athlete, incredible player and competitor. I looked up to him tremendously. And after he graduated from school, he got sponsored by the family of, of um, somebody that was a member at the club where he was teaching to go and play entry level professional tournaments in Europe, and so he spent a whole summer playing tournaments, came back, and he hadn't won one match. <laughs> and I'll, I'll never I'll never forget thinking to myself, "Wow, you know, he was he was a much better player in every way than I was." And I, I, always felt like, you know what, if I had a little bit different, uh, a little bit different, a little bit more advantage, you know, uh, growing up developmentally, I bet I could have made it. But this person who is in every way a better athlete and better player than me couldn't win a match at uh, entry level professional, and so that for me really changed my perception. And all of a sudden, I moved way to the left from where I thought I, I stood in the grand scheme of things as a tennis player. So. How those arrows affect our happiness or our perspective or our fulfillment of doing tennis really greatly depends on why we're there in the first place. And I've had a lot of other experiences that have impacted me in in ways as well where I could have gone in either direction. I could have been terribly negative or it actually could have been turned into a positive. And the most recent example of that was playing a match against Kevin that was videoed from in 4K definition from multiple camera angles. And I sat down and I watched that match footage, and my two biggest strengths, my forehand and my footwork, I saw that they weren't as good as I thought they were. And I, I saw that, you know, as great as I can hit a forehand, there's significant room for improvement with my forehand ground stroke. And as lightning fast as I feel on the court, when I watch myself, I know that I could be quite a bit faster. I know that I don't stand up even close to the fastest tennis players in the world. And that forehand doesn't even come close to the best forehands in the world. And so there was a, there was a fork in the road there where there was a sudden realization that two of my biggest strengths were not nearly as strong as I thought. And that could have easily led me to frustration and saying, wow, well, we can't publish this. This is so embarrassing. I'm not nearly as good of a player you know, as I perceive myself to be. And I'm, I'm like a coach and I make a living doing this and explaining this and teaching this to people. How in the world you know, can we publish this? But instead of making me frustrated or dejected, it actually grew my love of the game and deepened my appreciation for what I'm able to do and how I'm able to pursue the game. So how is that possible? Well, it comes down to what is your fuel? What is driving you forwards? Are you focused and optimizing for a result and for accomplishments? Or is it because you love the process itself. In other words, do you crave the accomplishment and the recognition of what you're doing and, and what those results give you? Or do you just love doing the thing? Do you just love the actual action of working on your game and playing matches and drilling and videoing yourself and doing all the all the little things that give you one little bit of extra understanding and perspective? And so here's kind of what happens. If your primary motivation is results-based, just to really clearly define this, if you work hard and you're optimizing for results and all you really want is to see yourself march down that continuum to the right, day after day after day, accomplishment after accomplishment after accomplishment, then what happens when you lose to that worst player? Well, I've heard this all the time. After somebody loses to somebody else that they didn't think we're were anywhere near their level of play. I've heard the disrespectful statement, that's not even real tennis, many times. Sometimes out loud, other times usually online. It's not really said, you know, to somebody's face. But when somebody plays against a pusher or a dinker or a hacker or a moon baller or a junk baller, whatever you want to call it, I've heard that's not real tennis after somebody loses to that person because they were exposed. They're trying to hide the fact that they weren't nearly as good of a player as they thought. And this person with unorthodox technique and weird spins and maybe clunky movement beat them. And rather than own up to that and say, wow, you know what? I've got a lot of work to do. And you know what? The things that I thought were strengths for me maybe are not as strong as I thought. Instead of taking responsibility, somebody who is really focused on results a.k.a. winning that match is going to say, is going to come up with excuses. They're going to protect themselves. They're going to protect their ego. And they're going to come up with some kind of thing to say that detaches themselves from that result because they can't possibly deal with the fact that they lost to that player because they're wrapping up their whole identity as a tennis player in that result. And so that's not real tennis if they if they really knew how to hit the ball then i could really play my real game but they didn't let me play my real game because they're just junk balling how about video analysis i've heard over and over and over again every excuse in the book oh it's too hard i'm not good with technology it takes too much time too much extra work i feel really weird and awkward you know recording myself on the court everybody's going to look at me the bottom line is that that person usually is protecting themselves from seeing the truth. They don't want to be exposed like I was recently to the truth of what they actually look like and how they actually move and how they actually swing at the ball. Or last example here, how about that doubles loss with a partner who's not as strong and that per, per that player who's really results-focused, comes off just complaining about their partner. Oh, they were so weak. They just set me up at the net over and over and over again. They were so terrible, blah, blah, blah. Instead of taking responsibility as the stronger player and figuring out a way to win. Or saying, you know what, I didn't have the tools I needed today to make not make up for necessarily, but to be able to make the adjustments necessary to really carry my partner to the win. I didn't I didn't have what it took today to really help my partner out the way I needed to. And so we ended up losing. Instead, it's wow, my partner was terrible. No wonder I lost that match. The bottom line is when you're optimizing for results, and that's what your primary indication of success is, then It's going to come down to excuses and protecting the ego and only seeing right arrows. You're only going to see the things that confirm that you're moving down that line, step by step, down that continuum to the right. And in psychology, they call this confirmation bias. It means that you are filtering and only seeing the things that confirm the picture in your mind that you believe to be true. And everybody has this picture in their mind. Right? Earlier in this episode, I talked about how some of us are really in line with reality of ourselves and we have good self-awareness of our skills and our game. Other people are on a completely different planet. And a lot of those people like living on that planet. <laughs> and they don't want to be pulled from that alternative universe. They don't want to be pulled from that alt from that alternate viewpoint of themselves because I would completely change everything that they believe to be true. And so they protect themselves by that, uh, from that rather, by making excuses. Now, on the other hand, if the process is your primary motivator, and just to define that, it means that you're doing the thing. You're doing tennis because you love tennis. You're playing matches because you love playing matches. You're working on developing your forehand because you love developing your forehand. You love the process. You love the actual steps and uh, each individual little dial and knob that you turn, uh, you just find enjoyment in trying to figure it out. When that's your fuel, when that's what's pushing you forwards, then it's not about arriving at some flag in the ground. It's about enjoying each little step in the journey and wherever you end up, you just you enjoyed yourself along the way. You weren't trying to optimize to arrive at, at some pit stop within a certain amount of time. Instead, you're just focused on doing the best job you can in the moment and enjoying the process of doing that thing. So when you get left arrows... and you're process process focused, when you're just doing it because you love doing it, and you have a setback in your perspective, rather than get frustrated and angry and dejected and you wonder why you're wasting your time, instead, your perspective deepens and your appreciation deepens. When you understand the thing that you love that much more, it makes everything that you do that much more enjoyable. And so in review, just really quickly, these are the two big paths that you could take in response to those left arrows when, when you you something is revealed to you that you weren't aware of and it just kind of moves you a little bit to the left as far as where you thought you stood in the grand scheme of things. When you lose to that worst player, when, when you discover you look different or worse than you thought, or you discover that your strength is, is actually flawed, if your results focused then your response is either going to be denial or excuses, or you're going to say, wow, why am I even wasting my time? I've put in all this work, all this energy. I paid all this money for lessons year after year, after year, after year, all to look at myself and find out that I look like this. What's the point? If you're a results-based person and you need accomplishments and you, you are holding tightly on to your perception of, of where you are in the grand scheme of things, your response is going to be extremely negative anytime there's any kind of leftward push. On the other hand, if you're focused intently on the process and that's the reason why you're doing it is because you enjoy the actual steps along the way, and it's not about arriving in some arbitrary place. Then, when you find out that you couldn't have actually become pro- professional, and you just didn't probably have what it what it took, you know, you just didn't have the innate skills to be as good as you thought you could be. Or, just recently, I learned exactly how flawed my backhand ground stroke is. I've always known as my biggest weakness. Recently, I saw it in much more detail than I ever have before. And it's really apparent to me, like, wow, of course it's been a weakness. I've, I have a tremendous amount of work to do there if I ever want it to, rise to the, raise to the rest of my game, which I have also found has room for improvement uh, just recently. And uh, coming back to that, I've discovered recently my biggest strength wasn't as strong as I thought. Because I'm much more process-focused now than I ever have been before, my response internally is, wow, tennis is just such an incredible game. It's so deep and so nuanced and so layered, and I feel so lucky and grateful that I'm on this path in the first place, and I get to experience this, and I get to grow as a person while I grow as a player. I get to learn more about myself as I learn more about my tennis and to be able to experience that discovery and learning and uncovering of new knowledge and new understanding about myself and uh, how I respond to different situations and against different opponents. And every time I unearth something, it's an opportunity to improve and grow more. And it's just, it's a kind of a cyclical Uh, positive reinforcement loop of discovery and improvement and discovery and improvement. And for me personally, for every step that I I personally take forwards in my understanding of my own game, it illuminates another five or six steps out in front of me because it uncovers other things that I didn't understand before. This is true of my coaching as well. And so then I can take a couple more steps forwards and as I take those steps other steps become illuminated that i didn't understand before and more things are connected and so as those interconnected pieces make more and more sense and i have a bigger broader understanding and perspective of the game as a whole i appreciate it that much more and it's a positive feedback loop as opposed to wow this is i can't believe what i look like i thought i was x instead i'm y i've just been wasting all this time and energy and money because you you are not viewing things and coming at things with the right mentality or perspective. So if I could wish one thing for you, listener, it would be to play tennis because you love playing tennis and develop your game because you love developing your game. If your sights are set on a rating or a team or beating X player or looking like the picture in your head of tennis excellence that you think you look like, then disappointment is more than likely right around the corner. If you put all of your aspirations in accomplishment and results, then time there's a setback, which there will be setbacks, Any time there's a reality check and there will be reality checks, then the result will be frustration. If, on the other hand, you're focused on the process, then the result, is an expansion of your understanding and your appreciation for the game. And it's just a beautiful thing and a much more fulfilling path to take. I hope this was helpful to you. Would love to hear from you with your thoughts on what I had to say today. And if you have any questions or you have any topics you'd like to hear my thoughts on, feel free to send those as well to ian, I-A-N, at essentialtennis.com. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care and good luck with your tennis.